our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Never, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Our Father, we shout in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Our Father, we shout in heaven, Baba. Hello be your name. Thy kingdom come. Our Father, our Father. We shout in heaven. Hello be thy name, thy kingdom. Every living soul, every living soul, praise the Lord. Every living soul, every living soul, praise the Lord. Every living soul, every living soul, praise the Lord. Every living soul, every living soul, praise the Lord. Our Father, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Our Father, we shout in heaven, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come. Our Father, our Father, we shout in heaven. Hallow be thy name, thy kingdom come. Everlasting Father, we thank you. Our mighty Father, he sits in heaven and he does what he likes. We praise your holy name. It is time to hear your word. Lord, come and speak your word into our life. We ask you the exact thing you want us to hold on to today. Lord, sleep will not take it away from us in the mighty name of Jesus. As we learn your word, Lord, you will talk to all yourself in Jesus' name. Thank you, everlasting Father. We glorify you for your presence in our midst. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Let's have our seat. One evening, after reaching home, a certain family, normally when they get home, they used to pray. And this time around, they asked one of the child to pray. And they asked a, a girl among them to pray. And the girl started the prayer this way. Dear Harold, please bless my mommy and my daddy. And all my friends, bless everybody and everyone that present in the church today. Then the mother interrupted and said, wait a minute. Who is Harold? Then she answered, oh, mommy, so you don't know the name of God. That is God's name. So you don't know? Our father who art in heaven, Harold be your name. So the mother said, wait did you learn that? He said from the Sunday school. Praise the Lord. 
Many of us here, we are once like that. Many of us here, we are once like that. Because the beginning of the prayer for many people starts from our Father who art in heaven. And as a child, when you start to learn this prayer, it depends on the age you start to learn it. If you start from the age of one and a half with your child, you will find him in that kind of situation. The Lord's Prayer is a starting point of learning how to pray. That not just how to pray, how to pray effectively. In fact, in those days, in, when we were at school, when the assembly in the morning, when we are rounding up, we used to end it with the Lord's Prayer. Also, I remember in Anglican church also, we do the same thing. We recite this. That time, as a child, we are just reciting. We don't know full meaning of every word, every single word. Praise the Lord. It is something that all schools, mostly from where I came from, gatherings, meetings, that they recite. When the prayer is coming to an end, everybody will recite it. And this confirmed that right from the, when we are very young, we have been hearing uh, the Lord's Prayer. Which implies that we have been learning how to pray from our youth age. Praise the Lord. So, we have had so many prayer this, uh, many messages this year on prayer. What does prayer really do? Why are, we so, why are we talking so much about prayer? Let me ask you a question. Is prayerless a sin? If you are not praying at all, is it a sin? Okay, let's see what the scriptures say about that. 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel 12, verse 23. God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. If our intercessory team, if they refuse to pray, how will you feel? Every now and then, they are interceding. They are praying for us. The pastors, the leaders, the elders, they are praying for us every now and then. So if you are not praying, it, it, it might be some sort of sin. You are committing sin against God. Praise the Lord. When we don't pray as a Christian, we become very weak. We become very weak because prayer is the only spiritual defense that we have. So, like I said, we've had so many messages concerning prayer this year because that is our theme for this year. So, my topic today is 
What is your prayer pattern? What is your prayer pattern? And uh, I will use this time to analyze two prayer patterns from the scripture. That is the lost prayer and the Daniel prayer in the book of Daniel 9. Then you can judge how your own pattern of prayer is. In case of Daniel, in Daniel 9, he was already in captive before he began to pray. You don't need to wait to be in a bad situation. You don't need to wait to be attacked before you start praying. What is good? Need prayer. And what is the other way around? Also need prayer. If you think everything is going the line you want it, you need to keep oiling it with prayer. You need to keep it moving with prayer. It is when you pray that you'll be set free from all sorts of bondage. Praise the Lord. So what am I saying here is that you don't need to wait for trouble or defeat before you start praying. Our God is having the listening here. Every time. He's having the listening here. I'd like us to read Matthew. I'd like us to read uh, Matthew 6 from verse 9 to 13. Matthew 6. And in this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. And the congregation say, Amen. Amen. In the book of Luke 11, verse 1, it says, Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he sees that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciple. You can see one of the disciples approached Jesus Christ that he should teach them how to pray. In, in the prayer we've just heard that uh, the scripture we just read, we, I, I can identify to you seven petitions from there. From that prayer that Jesus has laid down. Follow this pattern to pray. So begin to think of or your, your own pattern of prayer. How have you been praying? In this particular prayer that Jesus has given to the disciples, I can identify seven petitions. Out of these seven petitions, the first three is for God himself. The first three petitions is for God. Why the remaining four is for ourselves. Praise the Lord. And what is the first one? The first one is our father. Whose father? 
My father? Our father, praise the Lord. Not someone else is our father. But not our heavenly father, but our heavenly father. And who is this heavenly father? He's God, our God. So what am I saying here is that Jesus Christ was telling the disciple that you don't need to ask somebody to pray for you. You need to talk directly to the father that belongs to every one of us. Say, our father. Our father. father. Pastor was talking here last night and uh, I think Brother Claudio also mentioned something related to that last time when he was here. If a child wants something from the parent, they know how to go about it. Unless you don't want to confess. Many of us, we fall into that category. So you have to be free with your father. If God is your father, Jesus Christ was telling you that you need to call on him. Yesterday night we heard that in the, in the night vigil that remember me. Remember me. You need to tell God that God remember me. So you don't need to ask somebody. Like pastor said here yesterday night, okay, pastor can pray for you. The leaders can pray for you. Elders can pray for you. But Jesus Christ put it very simple. Our father. Our father. He is our father. It means you can call on him yourself. Let's look at the promise of the year for this church. Psalm 145 from verse 17 to 19a. The promise of the year. I think it's projected already. So, The Lord is righteous in all his way. Gracious in all his work. Verse 18. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. To all who call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. Now, in verse 18, there's a word here, all. You are part of that all, right? Because you can call on the Father. Say the Lord is near to all. The Lord is near to all. And to all who call upon him. You belong to this all. Unless you are not calling upon him. That is when you don't want to belong to it. And if you look further in verse 19. There is this word, those there. If you are part of that all. Are you part of that dose? Can we read verse 19? Together? He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. Pastor was saying here earlier this morning that if you don't fear God, I will fear you. If you have a friend, Pastor Sean used to mention it that if you have a friend, that your friend is not fearing God, it's better you fear that your friend. Praise the Lord. Psalm 34 verse 15 says, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ear upon 
and his ear are open unto their cry. It is when you cry out, it is when you speak out, when you call on him, that his ear can open to your cry. So our father, you have to call upon him. You have to call upon that father. But there's a condition there. Upon the righteous. Are you righteous? Are you in the right standing with God? If you are in right standing with God, if you are righteous, this apply applicable to you. It applies to you. Psalm 34 verse 18 says, The Lord is near unto them that are of a broken heart. Praise the Lord. So the first point from the Lord's prayer is our Father. The next one is, Hallowed be thy name. Hallow itself means holy, blessed. This is a statement of praise. It's a statement of praise. You are, you are appreciating God. You bless his name. You refer him. You honor his name. Hallowed be thy name. And if you are respecting your father, your earthly father, which I'm sure all of us will respect our parent. If you are respecting them, definitely you need to respect the God who is our heavenly father. And that's what Jesus Christ was saying. That's prayer pattern that you need to honor the God. You need to respect him. You need to praise him. Even though we have father-son relationship, that does not mean that your child will still not respect you. If you are respecting your father, in, 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 in the, your earthly father, you need to respect your heavenly father. But we need to be a good father also to our children. We need to be a good father. Our father who art in heaven is a good father to us. So we need to honor his name. The third point here is thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Now, why are we asking the kingdom of God to come to the earth? Today, in many nations, the politicians that are, are ruling us, they have disappointed us. So why can't we call on the kingdom of God to come down here? Those people that we have voted for to represent us, what are they doing there? They are only there just to enrich themselves. So if you look at what is happening now, you like to call on that heavenly home to be on this earth. If you don't know how that heavenly home looks like, you need to go and read the gospel. You need to go and read it. Even the book of Revelations. We were told that the streets were lined up with gold. Jesus Christ himself said that he is going there to prepare a place for us. He gave us, he gave us vivid description of that place. And he said, if it has not been so, he wouldn't have said that. These days you hear of so many rights. Woman rights. Homosexual rights. 
gay rights, all sorts of things like that. So why can't we call that the, 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 the heavenly home to come down now? So that we begin to have that experience of that kingdom in heaven on this earth. Praise the Lord. So, brethren, we need to declare that kingdom of God on this earth. Imagine the way it is in heaven. It's here on this world. What does that mean? Peace. Peace. It means you may not have to struggle so much because you will have the peace to do what is right. Praise the Lord. So this first study really talk about God. The fourth study talk about God. And let's quickly look at the last four. Our daily bread is the number four, which is now ourselves. We are not talking of the Father now. Our daily bread. Give all this day our daily bread. Now, we have all heard what they mean by breadwinner. If I ask you what is the meaning of breadwinner, will you just say that it is somebody that provides only food? No. A breadwinner is somebody who provides for the family. Everything. So when you are praying, you are telling God that give us this day our daily bread. It's not food alone. It means all other physical things that you require to live as a child of God. That is what we are table before God. We are not talking of food alone. Everything that you physically need to make you living like a king in your own way and to the glory of God. That is what you are asking God to give you. When you pray, are you really asking for this? Do you follow this pattern? Or you are just praying amiss? So, what am I saying here is that give us this day, you are asking for something to sustain you physically, even spiritually. You are asking for it. It's not just food only. Man shall not live by the bread alone. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you, if you don't ask, you may not receive. A child that raises his hand is the one that the parent will lift up. If a child is not raising his hand, the parent will never lift him or her up. So you need to speak out. Number five, forgive us our trespasses. This is another area where, as a child, you ask your child to read our father, our Lord's prayer for you. This is the area that the pronunciation may not be smooth. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Some Bible use debt. And what does this mean? It means sin. So we need to acknowledge our sins. We need to ask for forgiveness. We really need to know that, yes, we have sinned. Psalm 35, uh, Psalm 32, verse 5. It says, I acknowledge my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. 
I said, I will confess my transgression to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquities of my sin. Praise the Lord. Now, the question is that, as we forgive those who trespass against us, do you have a forgiving spirit? Do you have that? You need to examine yourself at this point. Whether you have that spirit. I know many of us, we are struggling in this area. You are not alone. Let's look at what Peter says. Peter, when he was confused, he simply asked Jesus Christ what to do. And at the same time, he was asking questions. At the same time, he was trying to answer that same question. Matthew 18, verse 21 to 22. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times. Can you see? He is now suggesting answer to Jesus Christ. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy-seven times. Praise the Lord. Jesus quickly told him that I did not tell you seven times. But 70 times 7, the mathematician, I leave that one for you to calculate. Praise the Lord. So, we need to have forgiving spirit. This is part of the, the laid down rules and the pattern that Jesus Christ has laid down before us. Hallelujah. If you are sleeping, shout hallelujah. Amen. So when we are asking for God to forgive us, there is also need for us to forgive those people that have sinned against us. That is when God will look on us and forgive us our sin. Number six. I will combine number six and seven. Lead us not into temptation and but deliver us. That lead us not into temptation is number six. Number seven is deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. God doesn't deliberately lead us into temptation. He allowed us to be tested. He allowed us to be tested. So, in this particular two points, we are asking God to help us to recognize that temptation. So that he can give us the strength. When the temptation is coming, you will see it. It will look very juicy. It will look like a screen. It will appear to you like a screen cover. Screen saver, sorry. When you go to certain office, you see screen saver. Beautiful things. That is to attract you. By the time you get glued to it, you might be tempted. So temptation at times comes in that manner. There will be a veil covering it. But that is why Jesus Christ is now saying that lead us not into temptation. So we need to ask God, Lord give me the designing spirit that will enable you and me to know that yes, this is a trap. That this is a danger. 
so that it will not be too late. So, but how do we know that God doesn't tempt us? Let's look at scripture, James, the book of James 1, verse 13 and 14. It says, Let no man say when he's tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man, but every man is tempted when he's drawn away by his own lust and entries. By your own lust. It will be building in you gradually. It will be building. That lust will be building. And devil will see this trap. And once devil see that trap, the next thing is to begin to draw your focus towards that side. To begin to open it to you with screen cover, with screen saver, like in computer. It will be coming with screen saver looking beautiful if you keep allowing it. Then that is the danger. But when you have the spirit of God, when you have that designing spirit, you'll be able to quickly identify that, oh, this is a trap of devil. And we say, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. What we are simply saying is that God should guide us so that we don't fall into that trap. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it reads, God will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. We don't have to say, I could help myself. No. If you are thinking you can help yourself, devil is more smarter than that. The devil already see what you cannot see. All the trick you want to do on your own. He, already, he has seen that. He will get a way of giving you a screen server that will divert your attention. That is why you need to commit it unto God. Lord, deliver us from all evil. Lead us not into temptation. So we, we can say in this, those are the seven points in that our Lord's prayer. It's more than that. That is my own way of saying these are the seven points I identified for today. In the future, I can have more than that. But there's one beautiful thing in this pattern of prayer that Jesus has given to the disciples. At the end, there's acknowledgement. When you are praying, do you acknowledge? Do you begin to thank God that, Lord, I appreciate you, I give you glory because my prayer has been answered. This is what we call faith. In faith, do you start to appreciate God? And how does the Lord's prayer end? He said, for thine in the kingdom, the power the, and the glory forever. Not just for that day. Forever and ever. I'm reading from the book of uh, Matthew 6 that we just read. For thine in the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. The congregation say, Amen. So, whenever you pray, even if your own pattern of prayer don't follow this, brethren, there is need for you to acknowledge God that he has done what you have tabled before him. 
Hallelujah. That is the one part of the prayer as I want to analyze today. Now we move to the book of Daniel. Daniel 9. Now here, we want to see the model of Daniel's prayer. If you really want to see the detail, that is in Daniel 6. Because Daniel was a man of prayer. He was one of the great men of prayer. The Bible confirmed that he was arrested because he was praying. If you read chapter 6, you will see what I'm talking about. We are not going to that account today. He was a man of prayer that he was arrested for praying. Hallelujah. Everybody knew that Daniel was a man of prayer. Even his enemy. If you read that chapter 6. But brethren, do people know you as uh, someone of prayer? In your office? Because see, when, when you pray to God, initially, maybe especially in your office, I'm not saying you go to office, you begin to shout in Jesus' name, you begin to disturb everybody. No. Silently, you can put your head on your chairs or your table, I mean. Then you pray. I'm telling you, if you are praying, even if your boss come, if he notice what you are doing, he will wait, he will give you that respect to finish. Your colleagues might be mocking you at initial stage, but after some time, they will realize that you are praying. They have no option. They have no option at that time. So, Daniel was new as man of prayer. So also, you yourself, let people realize that you are a man or a woman of prayer. Praise the Lord. In Daniel 9, the children of Israel, they were already in captive. They were already in captive. But Daniel felt that I should not accept he was a scholar. He went back to the book of Jeremiah and he began to study it. He began to study it. And what happened? He discovered that the situation of children of Israel is going to be like that for how many years? How many years? That means as I call um, um, Daniel 9, we have not quickly tried to spy and see what is there. For 70 years. Daniel studied the book of Jeremiah to discover that the desolation period for Jerusalem will be for 70 years. He was not accepting. He said, look, I'm not going to accept that. He's not, he was not ready to accept that. So, brethren, whatever I'm saying is that sometimes medically, some Test might be taken, some things might be done, and say, okay, this is your situation. You don't need to accept. Our God is more than that. Praise the Lord. God himself has concluded that the children of Israel, or the Jerusalem, will be in desolation for 70 years. But Daniel was not ready to accept that. 
So whatever be your situation, either positive or negative, you need to be praying about this. So, like I said, in that uh, book of Daniel, from verse 1 to 3, talk about the preparation that Daniel prepared for prayer. Now, next Monday is our, this coming Monday is our victory night. Preparation starts from tomorrow. Even today we have started because the brother that led us asked us to pray concerning it. And tomorrow is the beginning that we are going to set ourselves apart with fasting and prayer. So Daniel also prepared. Verse 1 to 3 describe the preparation of Daniel. That is to seek for God's face. To seek God's face. To make supplication, to request for God's favor. 70 years I will not agree. I can't wait for 70 years. In your own prayer pattern, do you accept the condition that you have been given? Or you say, no, this is not for me. Praise the Lord. So with fasting and prayer, brethren, as I'm explaining this, begin to read along with me. Begin to read. Verse 3, now talk about fasting and prayer. And sackcloth and ashes. What does this mean? Sign of repentance. When David or the men, the great men in the Bible want to show that yes, I've repented. They tear their clothes. The sign of repentance. So Daniel did not just go into that prayer. He prepared himself towards that. And that is what we have seen in that verse 1 to 3. And what happened next? What happened next is uh, something that is very long. From verse 4 to 15. This is the confe- uh, convention. He confessed. He did not hide anything. Are you confessing? Whenever you are praying to God, you know exactly the area where you have gone contrary to the will of God. Are you able to say it before God that, Lord, this is what is happening? Praise the Lord. If you look at verse 4, even in in, in confession, he prays him, O Lord, great and awesome God. That is in verse 4. He confesses. In verse 5, he pleaded guilty that they have sinned. If you go to court and after the I don't know the terminology now, the statement has been read to you. Is it the they have read whatever be the offense to you. The moment you plead guilty the moment you plead guilty, the judge will do what? There's no need to talk long story. You have accepted your fault. The same thing Daniel was doing. Praise the Lord. Brethren, the screen is off. 
So, in verse 5, he pleaded guilty that they have sinned. That they have committed iniquities and have done wickedly. They have rebelled against God. They are revolted against him. That is in verse 6. In verse 7, he said we have trespassed. That is, they have acted unfaithfully. They have grievous the Holy Spirit. They have, go, they have gone against the Lord. That is in verse 7. When you are praying, are you mentioning those areas that you felt that or you, you realize that you have gone contrary to the will of God? Let's jump to verse 11. He said, all Israel have transgressed. That is, they have misbehaved. They have crossed the red line. They have disobeyed. This is the pattern that Daniel followed in his own prayer. Do you know that intercession or interceding rather have been happening a long time? Not just now. He was interceding for, a whole, for the whole country. Are you doing that for your country? Or you are the type that always pray that, uh, that always say that nothing good will come out of your country. If you belong to that category, please have a change of mind. Copy the pattern of Daniel in what he's doing in Daniel 9. In verse 11, he said, all Israel has transgressed. They have crossed the red line. They set the law aside. They no longer obey. Did not listen, nor hearken to the voice of the Lord. So, are you confessing yourself? Do you follow this type of pattern in mentioning your where, where area where you have sinned against God? In every prayer that we offer, there is need for us to confess our sin. Praise the Lord. I will leave that for you to read from verse, all those verses I jumped, and from verse 12 to 15 you can read. Now, let's move to the petition itself. That is verse 16 to 19. In this particular uh, four four verses, he he listed 12 passionate appeals to God. 12 in that. Number one, verse 16. Learn the anger. That is verse 16. He said, Oh Lord, according to all your righteousness, I pray, let your anger and your fury be turned away from your city. So the number one there is thy anger. That is the rage and the fury. It means anger also. Be turned away. Are you pleading with God that his anger, his fury, will turn away from you? Let me tell you, you might be thinking you don't have sin. After all, I've not committed any sin. What about your forefathers? 
When, they, when the, the, the Israelites, when they committed that offense, I, I begin to imagine what the age that Daniel will be at that time. Some of them might have passed away. So there's need for you to confess and plead. You need to plead with God to forgive you. Even the, the sin of our, your forefathers. Number two, in verse 17a, hear the prayer of thy servant. Hear the prayer of thy servant. This is a request. He asked him, hear the prayer of thy servant. Number three, cause your face to shine upon the sanctuary. And where is this sanctuary that Daniel is talking about? It's the Jerusalem that is desolate already. He is asking God that God have mercy on the ruined place that have been abandoned. God has abandoned them. He has told them for 70 years. But Daniel was not ready to allow that 70 years to pass. So he said, that is 17b, cause your face to shine upon that sanctuary. Number four, incline your ear. That is 18 here. I've moved to 18 now. What does it mean? If you, if you, if you see um, dog now, when they are hearing sound, they'll be turning their ear just to be sure that they, they are hearing something properly. If you watch Discovery, you will see the bush dog, how they turn their ear here to just to get the the correct uh, whatever they are hearing. So Daniel was telling God, incline your ear. That is turn to listen. Because if I turn my ear to somebody, that means I want to hear him properly. I want to listen to him clearly. So Daniel was asking, incline your ear, which means turn to listen. In 18b, he said, hear. That means hacking or obey or understand. He is asking for God understanding that God, I want you to understand us. Still at 18, open your eyes. Open your eyes. That is, focus your sight upon the city. Because God has abandoned them. God has left them. He has told them 70 years. After 70 years, coming back to look at them. But Daniel was saying, open your eyes. Are you telling God? I believe the eyes of God has not closed against us. Praise the Lord. But at the same time, we need to be telling him, Lord, Open your eyes towards us. Number, number five. Oh, number, I, I moved to number seven now. See our desolation. That is still in 18, verse 18. See our desolation. That is, look into the tragedy and the condition. 
Daniel was trying to tell God that, Lord, you need to look into what is happening. After you have abandoned the city, after your people have been punished, look into the tragedy that has caused. Look upon the situation. Number eight, he said, oh, Lord, that is 19, I'm in 19A now. Oh, Lord, here, now he's pleading. If somebody say, oh, Father, it means that person is pleading. He said, oh, Lord, here, Daniel was pleading with God. Then number 10, uh, number 9, still 19B, say, forgive. Forgive, that is pardon. Spear, provide the relief of remission of sin. Is pleading to God, Lord, forgive us. Again, in 19C, listing is coming up again. This time around, he's saying that attend to, give attention, regard my petition. That's what he's saying. In 19D, he says something again. Act. He's not just listening. He wants to see. Daniel wants to see that God really act upon it. Somebody can promise you, I'm going to do it for you. But until that person acts, until the person acts, Daniel was telling God that God, you need to act. And again, you see, Daniel is very smart. He was very smart. After telling God to listen, to act, again, he said, do not delay. 19E, if you read verse 19, do not delay. Tarry not. Do not delay. Don't hesitate. Don't even think of other things. I want the solution right now. Praise the Lord. All this happened with humbleness and seriousness. Are we applying that to our prayer? Whenever we are addressing God, are we talking to him with humbleness, with seriousness? Are we talking to him with sincerity? Hallelujah. Yesterday night when pastor was here, he was talking of the kind of prayer that was that were answered, I will use the words, intanta, immediately. Those that pray and say, remember me. And the prayer was answered. For those that miss night vigil, I'm sure it will be on the website so you can go there and see what we are talking about. Praise the Lord. Now, those 12 petitions that Daniel has given. The last one, he said, do not delay. He want immediate answer. He want the immediate answer. Now, let's see the powerful result. Brother Matthew, I want you to read Matthew 9, 20 to 23. This is the testimony. Twenty to twenty-three, and suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for twelve years. Daniel nine. Daniel nine, twenty to twenty-three. 
Now, while I was speaking, while he was speaking, praying, praying, and confessing my sin, he was confessing his own sin as well, and the sin of my people, and Israel, that of his own people, and presenting my supplication before the Lord. Then my, he put the petition before the Lord, which we have examined just now. My God, for the holy mountain of my God. Yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man. Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, O Daniel, I have now come forth to, have now come forth to give you skill to understand. Skill to understand. At the beginning of your supplications. At the beginning of that is supplication. The command went out. The authority has gone out already. And I have come to tell you. And I have come to tell you, to inform you. For you are greatly beloved. You are greatly beloved. Therefore, therefore consider the matter and understand the vision. Praise the Lord. Your case is different. Yes. <laughs> Daniel Kale was different. Your case also is different. Instant answer. While he was still praying. Don't think we are just reading story. No. It's still happening. It's happening. Pastor was saying here yesterday that uh, somebody was praying. I need five riyad. I need five riyad. Okay, another person also came to pray. He discovered that, is it because of five riyad this man is praying this way? Okay, you take your five riyad. Go, so that I can have time to pray. Is that not an instant answer? It can happen. It's happening in your own life. In Jesus' name. So, God acts the moment we pray. He acts. That is why Daniel quickly reminded him, listen, here, act and don't delay. And God gave him confirmation. Your own case is not different. God can give you the confirmation immediately. Amen. Praise the Lord. But it might not be the answer you want in that moment. Because sometimes we ask for something we don't need. Sometimes we ask for something that God may feel that if I give you this, this may happen. So don't be disappointed. If you are not receiving the kind of answer you are expecting, don't be disappointed. God is still on throne. He works it out in his own way, not in your way. The way that you will come back to testify that God, I thank you for hearing my prayer. So brethren, we have looked into the Lord's prayer. We have examined the pattern of um, prayer by, for Daniel. But I want you to go back home and read Daniel 6. You read Daniel 6. Also, if you can discover, Isaiah also prays. So many prayers are in the Bible. The men of God, they pray. But today, we are focusing on the Lord's prayer and the Daniel's prayer in the book of uh, Daniel 9. So, what am I saying? Let your pattern of prayer contain thanksgiving. Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter into his presence with thanksgiving. God bless the praise and worship team. 
they set the ball rolling here. We dance and jubilate in God. So Philippians 4, 6, 7 said, Make your requests known to God with thanksgiving. You need to adore him. You need to tell him. Even before you begin to pray, you need to come with thanksgiving. Then, followed by confessing of sin, you need to confess your sin. Not just confessing it only, you need to repent and ask for forgiveness. Admit your sin. Luke 11, 9 says, So I say to you, ask, it will be given. Amen, Pastor. God bless you. And when you seek, you will find. When you knock, it will be open. So when you have present your, your, your sins before God, the next thing is for you to make requests. The next thing is your supplication. What exactly do you want? Then don't be selfish. You need to intercede. You need to intercede. Hebrews 7. Hebrews 7, 25. Therefore, he is able to save for those who draw near to God through him, since he always lived to make intercession for them. You need to intercede for people as you are praying. I know we intercede for our spouse, our family, but what about other people? We need to intercede. And when you are interceding, either to your family or to somebody else, there is need for you to, to declare the glory of God. There is need for you to, to bless your family, to bless yourself, to bless whosoever you are interceding for. Your friends with the word of God. Like in the book of Isaiah 53, I am healed by his stripes. You need to dis disclose that. You need to declare that. Philippians 4.19 My need are met according to his riches. These are the words that you need to be declaring in your way of praying. In your praying pattern. Also in that Philippians 4 verse 13. I can do all things. Through who? Who do what? Strengthen me. Hallelujah. After that, what you need to do is to enjoy. Because by the time you offer your prayer, the glory of God, the presence of God is already there with you. Amen. Praise the Lord. So you have prayed. You have tabled your, your supplication before God. You have tabled your sin and everything. You have confessed it before God. Then you'll be relieved. And what is the next thing? The next thing is for you to feel his presence. Psalm 16, verse 11. Sixteen, Psalm 16, verse 11. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. When you table your prayer before God, the God himself will come down and you will feel his presence 
And what is in the presence of God? Joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Not just for that moment, forever. Amen. Forever. After you pray, you are going to sense him around you that, yes, Lord, you are here already. And you begin to celebrate. And you begin to rejoice. And you begin to appreciate God that, Lord, I thank you. Because of what? In his presence, there is fullness of joy. Because there is fullness of joy, God will bless you. God's power will radiate in you. God's glory will shine upon you. Let me tell you, when you see a royalty, when you see a king or a princess, you will see the sign of royalty in him. Brethren, as you go this way, the people will see the glory of God in your life. May God bless his word. Let's be on our feet. I want you to just pray. I say, Lord, teach me to pray and help me to pray aright. Teach me to pray and help me to pray aright. When the Holy Spirit helps you to pray, you will pray aright and you get the answer. Are you praying that prayer? Lord, I receive grace to pray and not to faint. I receive grace to pray and not to faint. I receive grace to pray at all times. Lord, teach me to pray and help me to pray true. Help me to pray true. Help me to pray true in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. You are going to be prophesying concerning the month of August. In a couple of days, you will be crossing over to that month. What are your expectations for that month? Do you want to go through that month the same way as if you are not serving this living God? So I want to go and say, Lord, I decree the month of August. It's my month of testimony. It is my month of change of story. Lord, prepare me and my household for that month. As I cross over to the month of August, let my story change. Let my situation find expression in you. Oh, Lord God, visit me and my household. As I cross over to the month of August, let that month be my month of divine favor, my month of lifting, my month of breakthrough, my month of change. Let it be the month that I will receive these surprises from you. You are trusting God for healing. Say, let it be my month of healing. Let it be my month of transformation. You are trusting God for a partner. Let it be the month you will show me my husband, my wife. You are trusting God for the fruit of the womb. Let it be my month that I will conceive. Hold your stomach and say, Lord, let this, let this my womb conceive in that very month. You are trusting God for a change of job. Say, Lord, let the month of August be the month of my change. As I go for that interview, Lord, I shall be selected. As I post my CV, it is me that will be selected for that job. Lord, let that month be my month of testimony. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Father, we go into this week and we cross over to the month of August with your power, with your presence, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
your grace brought us this far in the year 2017. Lord, we pray that same grace shall be more than sufficient to see us through the rest of this year gloriously in the name of Jesus. Go and possess that which God has proposed for you and your household in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We return the glory unto you. Thank you for your son that you used this morning. We pray you will increase your anointing upon his life, his household, in the name of Jesus. Everything your son and the household looks unto you for, let their heaven be opened in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. As we come on Monday, we are coming to testify of your goodness in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let's share the grace together in fellowship with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. As we pray, the Lord will answer us.